0: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlandson. I'm joined by Jake Bayliss uh, this afternoon. Jake, this is your second appearance on the, on the show, I think?
1: Yeah, I'm becoming a regular know, kind of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, that's a lovely little segue into, us, uh, into today's podcast where we'll be discussing who will be a regular in the side next season. Um, we're going to do every Aston Villa player assessed or ranked or rated or or whatever title i've decided to go with later down the line so i've got a list of i believe it's 36 players that are listed on villa's first team page on the club website some of them are obvious that they'll probably start every single game next year some of them have got a bit of a future some of them need to be sold or loaned out so i want to go through and kind of put a stamp on each one what we think our opinions are if we were in charge of, of aston villa next season this isn't saying what Steven Gerrard is going to do, what the club think of these players. This is your and mine, uh, our, our opinions on, on these 36 players. We'll start with probably the easiest one in the whole list here with Emiliano Martinez. Now, I don't want to kind of just put these into categories of starter, substitute, to be sold or whatever, but that's kind of the rough structure. Emiliano Martinez starts 38 games in the league next season, doesn't he, if he's fit?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best keepers in the league, isn't he? So he starts yeah. every week. Uh, and obviously they brought Olsen in, haven't they? So he'll
0: be a backup as well. Decent backup, and yeah, those look set in stone to make the next season. Yeah, I mean, we've answered number two there as well, haven't we? With Robin Olsen being the backup uh, substitute keeper. So some talk on Twitter, actually, of a few people I follow talking about Sam Johnston uh, the other day going to Crystal Palace mm. and saying that he'd be a decent option. Or something. I mean, he doesn't yeah. get in over Martinez, but he'd be a decent backup, but he doesn't want to be yeah. a backup. Um, no, and then I'd... you
1: get into the you get into the Tom Heaton debate as well, don't you, when you've got mm. a backup there's probably too good to be a backup. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, good shout actually, yeah. yeah. I don't mind Olsen. I thought I mean, obviously that Man City game is, is is the only thing we've really seen from him and he's a bit of a shaky start, but I think you know, if he's playing the, the early rounds of, of the cup games and maybe has to fill in for Martinez, if he gets suspended maybe and I don't really want to talk about getting injured and tempt fate, but I kind of think he'd do an okay job but You'd, you'd you'd expect Martinez starts every single game if if everything goes okay.
1: Yeah, and I mean if he's captain in Sweden during the international break and all that, it's still a an upgrade on Jed Steer, which is yeah. kind of a gap. It was a big gap to fill, wasn't it, between Jed Steer? Even though we all like him, we love him, but it's a big gap between Jed Steer and Martinez, and Olsen just bridges that a bit, so. Well,
0: hopefully hope yeah. the case, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's wrap up the goalkeeping department, because this is probably the easiest part. There's Sinasalo, Kalinic, and Jed Steer, like you mentioned, still still on the books. Um, I think, I'm, I might be wrong here, that Villa maybe I haven't updated things, but Jed Steer was obviously out on loan at Luton last year. I don't know if his contract's up this summer, or if it's no, the next one. I think he might have a year left,
1: mightn't he? I don't yeah, know.
0: I, I think he's still got time left. So, I... I I would expect this to be Sinasolo stays yeah. around as your third choice as he was last season uh, Stia will probably go out on loan again and leave next year on a free and Kalinic I mean it's, it's the forgotten man isn't it I think I think he's yeah. Dean Smith's first official signing yeah. uh, I might be wrong there but he uh, he, uh, he went out on loan back to Croatia I think and I assume he'll do the mm. same again
1: Yeah I think I've just looked it up I think both Jed and Kalinic have got a year left so you'd if Jed wants to go on, unload and get some game time somewhere. Maybe if Kamenic has done all right back in Croatia, maybe we could get the deal arranged yeah. for him there to be sold if he's only got a year left, maybe. But I think we all know the rights on the wall for, for both of them.
0: Um, that's goalkeepers done. Five players out of 36 rattled through in the opening couple of minutes. So let's keep that up if we can. Uh, again, another one, if we're going by position order, that I think is a guaranteed starter for me anyway. Ash, first choice right back every week.
1: Yeah, no question. No question at all. He had a great season last season, didn't he? I know he impressed during his his uh, first year here as well, but last season seemed to really kick on and I think he'll do mm. the same again next time
0: around. In terms of output in, in goals and assists, what would have to be a kind of a target for him to have classed that as a, a step up again?
1: It's just the same, as we said, about last season, although it didn't come to fruition in the end. It's just about kicking on, isn't it? So we wanted to improve on the 11th place. Didn't quite do that this time mm. around but you just want to keep improving don't you so if you've got oh, let's have a look at this now
0: there's four yeah, so goals of three assists yes yeah. so
1: if you can get up to that six or seven that you're talking about just if you can do that plus a few goals I mean four goals for a right back's no, no yeah. shame in that, is that and a couple of decent finishes in there so yeah if you can get the assists up I think we'll we'll all know his crossing can improve if he's going to improve any part of his game it would be his crossing so Hopefully that can be the case and he can become like a next
0: level player again. Uh, back up to cash is, is Gilbert, technically, at the moment, still. Um, again, one of the ones that went out on loan last season to uh, to Strasbourg. Mm. I don't know about Gilbert because he was kind of... Some people liked him because he put in a slide tackle and things like that and, and kind of put it about a little bit. And other people thought, well, that's just him kind of making up for his own mistake and getting caught out and things in the first place. Yeah, I'm on the border. I'm on the kind of side of the fence that I do like him, but he's never going to oust Cash as first choice, and he's probably not going to be comfortable sitting around being second choice either. So, if we can get some money for him, I think that'd be best for all parties, really.
1: Yeah, I think that's the sensible thing to do. I mean, wherever he's gone, he's he's played games. You know, when we've loaned him out, he's played every week. Uh, wherever he's gone.
0: And he's been the team of the week that, in, in France quite a lot, to be fair to him.
1: Yeah, so if he's if he's used to that as well, he's not going to come back just to sit on the bench every week, like you said. Uh, I think he's got a year left as well. I think could be wrong on that, but if, I mean, if we could get a fee for him, uh, that'd be good as well. I'm lucky I, I didn't mind him when he when he mm. played, but I didn't think it's. I mean, it's similar to the Alan Hutton situation with me. Some people loved him, and some people. Thought he was a bit limited. I think Gilbert, all a different player, falls into that. Like some people mm. absolutely loved him. I think it was alright. He was probably an improvement on Elmer Hamidi at the time, but El Hamidi proved to be more consistent and steady. So, no, I think if we've got Kessler, uh, Kessler Hayden as backup as a, a young up and comer, uh, if if Gerard wants to keep him around the squad, I've not seen many links to right backs this summer either. Yeah. it looks like it looks like he's got an idea of who he wants to keep around the squad. So I think
0: that's that's what we'll see. Yeah, Kess was at the bottom of my list because so I wanted to kind of do the the youth oh, players okay. at, at the end, but we'll do it now just because he's been brought up. I'd expect him to go out on loan again, to be honest, and get more game time. And I think I know that leaves you with no senior right back as a backup. But I think Isricanto so or Callum Chambers could do a job there uh, if mm. if pushed. At, and if it's only one game because of a suspension, I think that's absolutely fine. If Cash is out for the season, I don't know whether I'd want Chambers or Constable playing an entire season at right back. But obviously, you've got January to recruit if it was at that time of year. But yeah, Cash starts every week with one of those kind of utility centre backs doing a job as backup for me. I don't think Kess Hayden will get any benefit from sitting around on the bench because Cash, I think Cash no. played every single minute last season, so no, there's no opportunity for him.
1: And maybe I mean it will be a player we're talking about later on, but maybe that's the reason why uh, it looks like Ashley Young might be getting a, mm. There's talks around a new contract, and that isn't it as well. So we'll get on to him later, but maybe that's in Gerard's thinking as well of maybe having him as the the right back and sending Cathal Hayden back out on loan, maybe to a a higher League One club or a, a Championship club. Maybe who knows? Mm. But he, he certainly impressed last season, so he wants to kick, kick on if he can.
0: Let's do centre-halves then. I've got a list. I've got five here, and we only play two um, yeah. two centre-backs. So five goes into two. Three go into two or four either. I mean, all right, let's start with the easy one, Courtney Hawes. I suppose he's the the fifth choice that I'm referring to here. Yeah. It seemed like it would be that he'd be, be leaving this summer, and obviously there's still plenty of time for that to happen. The transfer window has only been open 12 days or something, that's for sure though. Uh, it's a long summer, isn't it for us? Yeah, <laughs> having, yeah, to, yeah. having to cover it all, a twist <laughs> and turn. The thing is, he's he's not long signed that contract, has he? And I know that was probably to to protect a fee and stuff for us when when he does eventually move on. But there's mm-hmm. a player there who's not really getting any minutes for his for his current club on a long term contract, probably on semi decent wages. If I mean, if his destination is the championship, very good wages he'll be on in comparison to to some of those players. He's kind of left thinking who's going to take him, who can take him.
1: There's probably going to be more chances of him playing before the sign chambers and before Carlos came in because he is, what he's got in his favour is he is that left-sided centre-back. He is Mm left-footed as well, which is a benefit if you're playing a a two or a three. Um, But I just, yeah, I'm like you. I think they'll they'll be interested in him, but whether people will want to pay the fee they'll probably demand for him with With the years remaining on his deal, I I don't know. But hopefully he can get a move and get playing some games, I'd say. Because like you said, there are five defenders and there's two options. Well, two places, should I say.
0: Yeah, obviously you need backup, but the backup of the other two, <laughs> you've got four yeah. there to, to play, and, yeah. and then you've got uh, Hawes being the odd one out, so to speak. You kind of want one of the, champ- uh, the promoted teams to maybe take a punt on him on a, on a loan or permanent with Villa paying the majority of the wages, and if he's going to have to drop down a league, then that's going to be difficult. It's the problem, isn't it, when you get players on, on semi-decent money on long-term contracts, yeah. when they're no longer in favour at your club. It's hard to move them on, it's not as easy as just Playing football manager and going, oh yeah, release or you know set, set to this price, or whatever, and someone just automatically mm-hmm. comes in for him. Yeah, that's why you get stuck with these players for for a long time and kind yeah. of stunts their development and you know, doesn't do anything for Villa financially either. Um, obviously, the flip side of that is Carlos, Diago Carlos coming in this this transfer window. For us to spend that money on a centre back, you assume he's going to play every week.
1: You, you're not coming to sit on the bench for that kind of money. Having won the Europa League with Sevilla. I know there is uh, questions over because he, he played on the left side mm. uh, in Spain. So the question's over whether he can play with Mings or whether he'll take Mings' his place. Uh, but he is a guaranteed star.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that the, the Mings debate, I guess, and I suppose we'll we'll come on to him next. As you know, If I was putting this out to the comments now, there'd be a lot of people saying, well, we've got five centre-backs, let's get rid of one. Let's sell Mings off to somebody. Personally, this again, this is all about our opinions. I wouldn't want to sell Mings. I think you and me even have, have spoken about this on your debut on the podcast. I feel like I've spoken about it a million times. He's still your captain as it stands. He still offers experience. Um, can still do a job in the squad, at least. I'm not saying he, he needs to start every single week um, in, in the long term, but unless you get a stupid fee for him, I would keep him around him being the left side of centre-back and Carlos wanting to play that left-side as well, that does offer up a, a debate of is it going to be one or the other. You would assume for the start of the season, it'll be both because concert won't be fit to go ready from the start of the season. Yeah. Whether, I don't know when he's back specifically. He might he might technically be back at the start of the season, but I don't imagine he'll have any pre-season of note really. Um, so it has to be Mings and Carlos to start the opening months of the season or the opening weeks of the season at least. And it's up to yeah. them to... I mean, I don't want them to mess up because I want Villa to, to be at their best every single game, but it's up to it's up to one of them to miss out for Esri Konza to get back in, isn't it?
1: For all the criticism, um, you know, he's that leader at the back. Um, when Konza was playing well, when Mings was out the side, when he was injured or suspended or, or whatever the case, Konza always looked worse when he was in form, when Mings wasn't there, if that makes sense. Mm. It, it seems like Mings is, is a key cog back there to, to making sure everything is, is organised, despite what people might point out when he does make mistakes. I'd argue if you can point to the mistakes that he makes in an odd game, like every every few games, then it's usually because he's being pretty steady in the games that you don't talk about in it. So, so I think, like you say, there is competition there. It is going to be an interesting one throughout the season, but I do think he'll start the season in the first team anyway.
0: Yeah, we've kind of... Discuss Chambers' role there inadvertently, that he's the, the backup choice, effectively. And if you're playing... I mean, they could, this could all be different when we start pre-season playing three at the back, and it's concert Mings and Carlos playing together, and all this discussion goes yeah. out the window. But providing it's still a four-at-the-back system, it's Mings, Carlos and Konza, three goes into two, Chambers being your you fourth choice backup, and if Courtney Hawes is still around, because we've not managed to shift him on, I'm happy for him to stick around because I think when he plays, he, he's good in the air. I'll give him that. I don't know whether he's good enough to, yeah. to do much more than that. Um, it probably is time for him to go, but it's those three goes into two and Chambers is your man to to be back up to any mistake at the back potentially back up in midfield, which are, you know, would yeah. probably push push that we've not maybe recruited as well as we have, as we <laughs> should have done. Sorry, if Chambers is doing a job in midfield. And also, obviously, at, at full-back as well. So, right, left-back, there's only two here again, much like right-back. Dean is, is obviously your first choice, signed in January, to oust Matt Target. Funnily enough, I, I think there's a post coming up on Facebook this afternoon from Louis Sahar saying that he was surprised that Matt Target has been let go by Steven Gerrard. But, you know, when a bigger club like Newcastle comes calling, I'm not surprised he left or something. I was thinking, who's Lewis H- Sahar to talk about whether Newcastle <laughs> are a bigger club than Villa? Uh, nonsense. I Newcastle mean, are a big club, but come on, that's not why like, he's not left them because they're a bigger club than Villa. Yeah, uh, it sounds like he got a massive pay rise. That's probably why he left. Um, <laughs> Luca Dean knows you, man. He's, Gerald signed him to to replace uh, Tigers. He starts every single week if fit, and he's got better as as the season went on. I think we're starting to see. I, mean, I liked him from the start, but there was a few that are kind of on the fence of, you know, is he much better than Target? But I think over time, once he settles in and hopefully Villa being better next season, we'll see that he is certainly an upgrade. And then Ashley Young is is probably the bigger talking point out of these two, that technically on the Premier League website was listed as, as being released by Villa um, mm. at the start, start of June, was it, or last week? Um, on like the retain list, but on the Villa website, Ashley Young is still listed. I mean, that doesn't really yeah. mean much, but he's still on there. Um, they sent a, a thank you message to kind Harrahan of Harahan on social media, but didn't do one for Ashley Young. So signs would point to Ashley Young is in negotiation with a new contract and will probably be here next season. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was some kind of one-year deal with the option of being a bit more involved in a coaching role, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean that's good detective work by you, Dan, with the Who. <laughs> but
0: yeah, so that's sad, mate. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> no, um yeah, I think we all know that Gerard spoken about it, hadn't he, during the season? He, you said he wanted to get young on a new deal if possible. And uh, I think when we spoke about right back, we we said he could offer, although he does play left back more more than the right back, he could offer some kind of emergency mm-hmm. cover there as well if we want to send Kester out on loan again. Uh, so I think it does make sense. It's probably just the one year, I think, more that he's probably got as a as a rolling the squad before they kind of look to upgrade again, kind of what we were saying about Courtney Hawes. He's time to move on now, probably young. It's the last season we probably need him before we either get an upgrade. I mean, there's been plenty of links with new left-backs, hasn't there? So yeah. you'd think... Maybe Villa do get a deal over the long man, but they don't. But as long as he's there to offer some kind of backup, then he's still got a role to play.
0: Defence done, so that probably marks us as being just at the halfway point. There was a lot of midfielders where some of them, like we said all the way through, there's, probably there's a few obvious answers here. So let's not go too in-depth on a few of them. We'll start with probably the most obvious, um, like we've done in the other two uh, areas of the pitch. Jacob Ramsey starts yeah, every team week. In
1: first team. Yeah, yeah he, he was so impressive last season. I mean, I... He, uh, he's a local lad to me, great bar, so always looked out for him anyway. But, uh, and I always kind of backed him when he comes through the team, but I didn't see this kind of progression from him. I, hey. I, I've been absolutely amazed by him this season. And I think he's just going to get better and better and I can't wait to see it. So he, he's one of the first names on the sheet for me. I, I don't want to bring up the obvious, but we lost uh, a certain dribbler when really he was good on the ball last summer. Mm. And we were wondering like, oh, we've, we've lost that kind of ball carrier. The way he runs with the ball, I, he's scary sometimes. You know, for his age and the size he is, he just seems to be getting bigger every week that you see him. And he's yeah. just muscling, experienced midfielders off the ball and doing whatever he can. So I just, I, I can't believe he's an a and I can't believe we get to watch him every week. So that's just enjoy
0: yeah. it. Yeah, it's a shame that, shame that dribbler left. Ross Barkley was a decent player. <laughs> um, McGinn and, and Louise, let's do these as, as a duo because these are probably the two that are on the fence maybe of... of have not been as involved last, uh, this season as they were last. And Douglas Luiz's contract uh, situation rolls on day by day. And I'm kind of the pessimist that thinks well, if it's taken this long, he's not going to sign one because, you know, surely it would be done by now. Like we've known that it was running out and it's been in, you know, in the headlines and Joe has been asked about it many times whilst the season was still going on. So, you know, this is not uh, new information that uh, contract talks are ongoing. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking he's got a year left if... Roma or whatever European club comes in for him with 25, 20 million euros. We can get a bit of money in for him. I think you sell him and and make a bit of of cash back. McGinn, again, linked with a couple of clubs, Spurs, which seems bizarre to me that some fans will Mm. say that McGinn is not good enough. But then Antonio Conte wants to be involved in his Spurs Champions League squad. I like McGinn. I think again, he's got limitations. He's very similar to Mings in terms of we could probably say the same things that we said for Mings in this section about McGinn. Um, but I think he's good to have around the squad. He's clearly a, a good personality. So a lot of talk about him like not you know, moaning and stuff. I think I've seen and not getting on with the squad members or Gerald stuff. I, I don't think there's anything in that from the snippets that you see and you hear from inside the camp. It's, it seems like he's kind of the the heartbeat of of a dressing room. Um, but on on the pitch, he's got energy, he plays, he, I, I like the I like his style, but you only see that maybe one in three games or one in four games. I kind of want more consistency yeah. from him, and if he's not going to be consistent, he shouldn't be in the starting squad, But I, I, in the starting team, but I still think he's got enough to be in and around that's five subs next year, isn't it? So in and around that's, that first choice, 16, let's say.
1: Yeah, you've pretty much nailed what I was going to say with him. When I was putting my notes together for this, I thought there are similarities between him and Mings in terms of, you know, I can understand the frustrations about the consistency and maybe... Because when McGinn's good, he's fantastic, but he's not even yeah. weak. You know, it's every three three games, maybe four games. Then it's notable when he plays well. You know, not say he ever has a, an awful game, but it's notable when he, when he has a 9 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10 game
0: and Villa Um, play well when he plays well
1: Gerard loves him obviously and like you said he he comes across as you know one of the main ones in the dressing room it doesn't seem like he'd want to fall out with anybody so um, (laughs) don't know don't know about that one but I I do think it's tricky isn't it because if Louis signs a new contract I'm really excited by the the prospect of him kind of playing as a number eight instead of that number Mm. six I think that could really kick Villa on a bit and see us make that push towards Europe, or make that push towards Europe a lot easier. But I do agree that if, he, if he's not signing that new deal with with 12 months left, I'd, they're going to get a good fee for him. So we'll have to see what happens there. But if Louise is around, I'd rather see Louise start and then McGinn come on every game or off the bench or maybe earns a spot back. Uh, but for me, if Louise is going, then McGinn's still in the starting line up for me, I think.
0: Yeah, I think those two are vying for the same spot in the long run if mm. they're both still here. I think the next one on the list is is Kamara. Obviously there's not much to say about him apart from that he sounds brilliant and will start every single week. Ramsey is your other choice for midfield. So again, providing the system is still the same and you've you've got three in the middle, it's Louise and McGinn going for the same spot if they are both yeah. still here.
1: But when he when he played uh number eight, was he Liverpool he played for number eight and he he got oh, on the score sheets so. early and he was yeah, just Yeah yeah yeah. He, he was in, he was his best game probably since okay. since he had that kind of role in Villa staying up after the, uh, project, mm-hmm. during Project Restart. He was unbelievable then, but in that Liverpool game, you saw what he could become. And I know people mentioned his age in the comments there. I don't think it's a case of Villa want to cash in. It's just a case of if he's not signing the new deal, you risk leaving yeah. for free next yeah. year. So if they can't get him to agree a new deal, then obviously if he is wanted by Mourinho or whoever, then there's a deal to be made, isn't there? But I think if Gerard had his way, you'd have him around the team anyway.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a great summary. And I think a lot of these players, I'm kind of intrigued to see how the players that maybe struggled a little bit get on in a side that, again, it's all on paper at this point, that should be better next season. You know, mm. McGinn, Mings, Louise, you know, these players that didn't quite hit it off in, in either their first season for us, or maybe have stagnated a little bit over the, over a couple of years. I'd like to see them in a better Villa side as well. I think think we are this better side that we keep talking about because if not, we're going to look similar. I
1: think Buba Buba Karkamala gives him a lot of freedom in the midfield. I think that's going to, it's going to see a a different midfield even if it's the similar players in front of him. I do feel like that's going to be a big step for Villa.
0: Hmm. Um, still, a fair few midfielders to go for, so we probably need to hurry up a little bit as we hit the half an hour mark. <laughs> Bloody hell! Um, Morgan Sanson <laughs> again. That's a very annoying one, Sanson. I've said this a few times. I, I want to like him, that I think there is a player in there in-, in the little spells that we see, but struggles with injuries far too much to be to be relied upon. Comparing him to like Formula One for a moment, which I've got into in in the recent years. Uh, there's a quote from I don't know who the commentator was, but he, he always says if you, if uh, if you want to finish first, first you've got to finish. The cars that are unreliable and break down, and you know you've got to you've got to finish the race to, if you want to score some yeah. kind of points. We need to see Morgan Sanson play some games before we can see what Morgan Sanson can bring to Villa. And If he can't finish a game or can't get fit enough, we're never going to see it. So uh, he's one of those ones that feels like it'll never work at Villa and he'll go somewhere else, and we'll think, oh, a decent little player there, Sanson, playing in XYZ League, but could never quite stay fit at Villa, and it feels like one of those ones that just isn't going to work out.
1: No, there's definitely there's definitely a player in there in Sanson, but it's just like you say, it's about the fitness, and it's about being able to play games. And we've got already, I know we haven't mentioned him yet, but we've got uh, someone covering Kamara in his position. We've got uh, McGinn and Louise fighting for a position. We've got Ramsey. And there's others in there as well. So I think if we can get a fee for Sanson, I think it's just uh, it's probably the right time.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it was a loan for him that somebody won't want to risk buying yeah. him with it with his injury record and he's not played enough minutes to to warrant somebody coming in and going, "Oh, here's ten mil for him or, or whatever. Um Nakamba, yeah, probably fair. the flip side probably the flip side of that that I still think can probably do a job, but it feels like we've we're ahead of his level, you know, especially with the five subs next year, if you need to shore up a game a little bit. And there's better players around him in midfield, whether it be Ramsey or, or Kamara or whoever. Better players in defence on the ball, maybe with, with Carlos and Chambers. I feel like there is still a role for Nakamba to have at Villa in the future, but you know he's not going to be starting every week, is he, let's face it.
1: He'll be back up to Kamara. He'll come on maybe with 10 minutes to go for, a, for another midfield, let say Ramsey or, or somebody, just to shore up that if we're winning 2-1 or something. So we'll see plenty of them, I think, in, in fits and spurs, but... That's
0: his role for next season, for me. Despite him yeah. looking good when Gerard first came in. Well, onto a couple of youngsters here: Carney um, Chukwemeka and Tim Arubinum, who are probably at polar ends of the of the scale here in terms of Arubinum signing his new contract, um, 2027, I think that runs till, and got got minutes and played and started in, in the back end of the season. Carney Chukwemeka doing well for the under 19 England team, by the way, but yeah, not really playing much much for Villa, and that contract thing is still rolling on with him, similar to Douglas Louise. I feel like I've had my thoughts on Kearney a few times. Again, you don't want to let a promising 18, 19-year-old go. It's silly to to let talent go if you can if you can help it. On the flip side, as a fan, I kind of think, well, if you're not interested in signing a contract and being committed to the club that I support, then if you feel like you can have a better career elsewhere, then yeah, farewell to you. But he's a talented player for sure. And if we uh, can keep hold of him, I think he probably needs a bit of a breakthrough season at Villa if he if he signs a contract and stays. Because I, I don't imagine he signs a contract and goes out on loan. Because he'll just be thinking, well, I'll just go and sign for that club permanently. It's a weird one, can't it? I'm, not, I'm not sure. What do you think?
1: I think Gerard's made it clear, hasn't he, that he wants him uh, to sign the new deal. He kind of reintroduced him after that. He didn't seem to get much game time for a, for a while there, but he kind of reintroduced him towards the end. Kind of suggesting that, you know, Maybe that deal was closed. That we did, we took that as a sign, didn't we? That maybe something's mm. happening behind the scenes. Um, obviously, he's going to attract interest just for what he's done at youth level and the kind of talent he obviously is. Um, but there is a space from him around Villa's squad again. Maybe getting more minutes than he did this season and kind of progressing there. I mean, he's still is he, is he nineteen yet? I don't know. I, don't know if he I used think he's I again. think
0: he's still eighteen, yeah.
1: So, you look at Jacob Ramsey, I think when he was that age, he might have made his Villa debut as, as a sub, but he, I don't think he'd gone on as Doncaster yet, let alone play proper Premier League mm. minutes. So, I think there is... I mean, he's got an opportunity there, and obviously a fan in Gerard. I think keep him around if he wants to be. get him signed to a new contract and just bet him in slowly. Uh, as part of one of them midfield three, instead of... I don't really like him as a forward. I think I'd rather mm. see him as an eight. Um, yeah. But, yeah, with him, I think... Obviously, again, Gerard's a fan of him. As soon as he came in, he was kind of like, here's another one from the Youth Academy, you know, you know around 1st team training. Uh, but I do think there's probably a loan in there for him with Kamara mm-hmm. and Nakamba occupying kind of his position, and then we'll see where we're at after that loan and how well he does.
0: Yeah, it's a, obviously a different level being under-19s, but it's international, to be fair. But uh, Irobenham and Chukwamaka played together in a double pivot for the under-19s. Um, mm. Back in the last week, that would have been, I think, quickly on Tim Irabedian. I think he's set up for that loan spell with with players in in that position, um, having more experience. Obviously, with Nakamba and and Kamara starts every single week, so I don't imagine Tim getting many minutes. We have got the five subs thing, but again, go to the championship uh, and smash it there for for even just for the first couple of months. But hopefully, an entire season of of men's football is going to teach him a lot more than. 15, 20-minute spells off the bench for Aston Villa in the Premier League. Um, let's do these two together, Coutinho and Buendia. Obviously, they're both going to still be here next season. Um, if I was putting this in some kind of list, I would say starters for both. But Then I think well, you probably isn't a system where you can start both. But yeah, mm-hmm. one one will start and the other will replace them. And if one isn't on form, the other will start. I think that's the only way to get them both playing consistently.
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of, kind of leads into who's left in that list. But I think some of our best performances have come as we played with a number ten instead of the, instead of Buendia and Coutinho was kind of wide forwards. I do think mm. when we played well and had big wins, it was kind of with the tops up top towards the yeah. end of the season. So I think yeah, like you said, they'll swap out and we'll all want Wendell to start when Coutinho starting and want we'll Coutinho to start when Wendell starting, and it's a nice problem to have.
0: It'd be nice to have a four-two-three-one with Kamara and Ramsey or Kamara and McGinn, or whoever with, mm. I don't know, yeah, Kamara and McGinn say, Ramsey as a 10, oh no, that doesn't really work, does it? Yeah, you could have Ramsey as like a 10, Coutinho off the left and Wendy off the right and one strike yeah. up front and play them as wide forwards but cutting inside rather yeah. than as two narrow 10s, have them start a little bit wider. I kind of mm-hmm. feel a little bit like Steve Bruce, just trying to put every creative player on at all times, and you know that doesn't exactly work. Um, but yeah, those two have obviously got hopefully a, a great future at Villa. Similar things you can say about Buendy and Coutinho. If there's only going to be one striker, I imagine it's still probably Watkins is your first choice um, yeah. over Ings, just from age profile. And if it's a pressing game, you expect Watkins to, to do that better. Ings is a better finisher, I think, for for the majority. If you put if you put some of Watkins' chances. In, you know, if it, if it put Danny Ings boots on him. I think Danny scores more goals than Watkins in some of the positions and chances that he's had. Um, yeah. If you are playing too, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that partnership develops with a, a full pre-season.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we saw... After the early season struggles and that, we saw some games towards the end of the season, like I said, on the Gerrard, where it, there seemed to be scoring goals. So there was that period where Watkins and Ings were both scoring during games. And I think it was Norwich mm-hmm. and then Southampton as well was, was kind of, we were putting it together a little bit. Uh, I do think, like I said, like you said Ings is a better finisher. Watkins works harder and does more for the team and all that kind of stuff. I do think that Watkins gets chances that Ings wouldn't get, even though he doesn't always finish yeah. them. So, there is that as well. But I do think just tilt-top, top, let's just see how it goes. Start the season that way. And then if we need to make any tweaks, we can do from there.
0: Mm. If we do play tilt-top, top, do you think we need to sign another striker?
1: I think it would make sense. Uh, I think if we're getting to we Cameron Archer now.
0: So <laughs> we, like, be, yeah, we might as well, yeah,
1: worry, yeah. Yeah, I think Cameron Archer feels to me as if he's ready to be, especially if we're playing with tilt-top, top, be... That first off the bench kind of first option, mm. see what he does. Uh, signing a striker would make sense if you're playing the two, but then I don't think we need to be wedded to one system anyway, really. So yeah. if one of them does get injured and you're left with two strikers, we could always switch it up to a one up top and then play any kind of system with the forwards we've got.
0: If Cameron Archer does a full season in the Championship, if we want to then blood him into starting for Aston Villa the season after, he's got to go to the Championship and score fifteen plus. 20 probably yeah. to, to, to seriously say he's good enough to come in and start for Aston Villa in the, in the Premier League mm-hmm. Um, but the flip side of that is I, I would like him off the bench I still think he has got an option and we're saying two up front is Watkins and Ings guaranteed it could be Watkins and Archer starting every, every game together that's exciting yeah and like uh, as he's shown
1: for the uh, England under 21s as well recently coming off the bench isn't isn't someone in minds either, it seems. Yeah. He, he kept banging him in at an international level. So he's just a finisher, isn't he? He's that kind of... I don't think... I can't remember the last time we had it, like a, a poacher kind of finisher. I don't think yeah. I can remember us having one. We've had proper number nines, like you know uh, the is and that kind of stuff that have have kind of done everything. But in terms of being a, fi- a finisher, I think... Well, we all know there's real potential there, isn't there? So I... Uh, I think, regardless, if they send him on loan and he, he gets bedded in for another year, I can understand that. But I mm. think he's ready for kind of being that fringe or first choice off the bench striker, kind of
0: thing. Yeah, if he goes to the Championship and he isn't playing, that's pointless. If he goes to the Championship and plays every week and only scores like six goals or something, we'll kind of think, mm, we were right not to throw him into the deep end in the Premier League. Not to say that we write him off as a player, but just that he's not ready just yet. Mm. If he goes there and scores a hatful of goals, we can recall him or we can let him see out the season and if he stays with Villa, he's got to get chances and got to got to be worth keeping around. There's no point keeping him out out of the championship, and he gets like ten minutes. Okay, we're into the the and the fringe players now. We can actually oh, Bailey's probably the first one that we've not talked about. The big player. There was some talk during the, the back end of the season where we were kind of thinking this isn't really going as planned. We're not playing wingers anymore. Leon Bailey is injured. What does his future look like? Will we sell him in the summer? Buendia isn't playing over Coutinho. Will he want to leave in the summer? Now, I don't think either of those players will end up leaving. I'd be very surprised. Especially when won't. Well, it's not even worth talking about. Bailey, somebody going to come in and give us $20 million, $25 million, a deal that we're going to be happy to accept given what we paid? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're not playing wingers next season, unless you're going to deploy Leon Bailey as a, as a 10 or a 9, which isn't really his natural game, but I suppose yeah. I mean, p- part of me as, as not a footballer would suggest if you can run with pace down the left side of the pitch, can you not just do that centrally? Like, is, it that, <laughs> is it that much different? Uh, which is probably going to make me sound stupid, but you know, how, how hard is it to play as a, an attacking winger or as, a, as an attacking number 10? Like, Surely it's only yeah, yeah. pitch position. Um, so I would, again, I would like to see him have a future, a, a little bit like the Sanson on discussion, but to a lesser extent. There's clearly a player in there but I don't know whether we're going to get to see enough of it at Aston Villa to warrant keeping him around for the fee that we paid.
1: No, and I do think I think they'll keep him around this season to see what can do with him, and hopefully get him over those injury troubles with a full preseason and and all that. I know he scored for Jamaica during the international break as well, as he kind of ended the season. So you hope, you know, it just kind of kicks on from there a little bit. But um, like you said, he's a difficult one. If they start playing with one up top, he, he's got a future you know, as a winger. Because we don't have... Mm. We're going to get onto them, but we don't have that many options if it all plays out the way we think it
0: will. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah if, you options, play, so. if you play Bailey on one side, Buendia on the other, Coutinho or Buendia... No, yeah, Coutinho, yeah, in in the 10. Uh, yeah. Ramsey and Kamara as a two. And that's, that's a chance for him to get some game time. But it... <laughs> I mean, we probably should be doing this on August 1st, we're not June 22nd, to be honest. Yeah. We'll probably have a bit more idea of, of what the preseason season games went like and, uh, and who, who else we sign. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see more from Bailey, but you know, he's got to get his cheese string hamstrings together first. Um, Trezeguet, Traore and El Ghazi will do as a trio because those three are basically the same player at this point. They all, they all seem to be linked with the same clubs. Um, yeah. They're probably all kind of run their course at Villa to a certain extent. I suppose Traore is the one who's most likely to stick around next season out of the three. Um, Trezeguet looks like he'll imminently go to Turkey. Al I've not actually seen many links, but you would assume he's gone. He's, again, if we're not playing wingers and Leon Bailey isn't getting time, Trezeguet and Al aren't going to get minutes, are they? So it's time to hopefully cash in as best yeah. we can.
1: I mean, they're both done. They are both... You know, yeah, yeah. Have, have contributed massively to, to where we are to get to these points. Obviously, our guys scored the goal to help take us up in the in the playoffs, and even uh, the season before, last scored was it 10 goals he got in the end all, all mm, comps? think so, yeah. So, you know, he, he's proven he's a good player for the club. He, I don't know what happened in that loan spell, but he's a good player. Um, Trezeguet helped keep us up, got us to a cup final as well. You know, yeah. there's, there's no knock on the players, it's just They're not going to be first choice. We don't play with wingers. And it's time to to move them on if we can and get a bit of money back from them. And hopefully they can kick on and, you know, start the next step in their career themselves, really.
0: Yeah, to to really make it a binary thing, El Ghazi got us promoted, Trezeguet helped us stay up with with those lockdown goals. Mm-hmm. He's a he a hero at the back end of that season, the goals against Arsenal yeah. and, and uh, Palace, I think he scored. Yeah, it was uh, Palace, yeah. Yeah, it was. And then obviously that Leicester semi-final as well, getting us to Wembley. I've had these little moments that like, have their careers mm-hmm. and they've, they've done well, but we are at a stage where we're hoping to be up here and those players are probably down here and, you know, getting linked to... Turkey sides, Turkey sides yeah. is probably a testament to the standard that they've got.
1: I'm a, I'm a fan of Troll Ray, I do love, really like Troll and I, I know, I remember James Ruskin tipping him last season to be like the player, the, yeah. the player of the team last season. And I, I'm with him on that. When, when I saw him play against Chelsea in that game, we were allowed to go to with fans at the end of that season. He, he was unbelievable. Scored against, mm, uh, scored yeah. against Chelsea and all that. But I, I do think there's an unbelievable player in there. I just don't know how how many minutes he gets with the system. But I would keep him mm. around. Alone might make sense to to kind of for him to prove his value again. But I do think yeah. he might get a chance to stay around and, and maybe if we do play with one up top, maybe he comes off the bench or he can't he had played as a centre forward as well before, so maybe mm. that's an option as well.
0: Philadelphia what do you make of him? Because there was this period where he was seemingly going to be the like the next one to, the, to get excited about and then he went to Stoke and didn't really do much um, yeah. and I'm kind of sat here now thinking I don't really know what to make of him anymore. I, I don't see him being integrated into the Villiers really first team anytime soon.
1: Basically, underneath Smith, we played with Wingers and we were a very Winger-oriented in terms of the yeah. way we played. So when he came through, it made sense that we had this kind of young Winger to challenge all the other yeah. wide options we had. If they're if the ones in front of him are struggling for for minutes, it kind of the the doesn't seem to be much of a pathway there for him at the minute. I do think I remember when he went on loan to Stoke, the, the Stoke fans seemed to really like him. He seemed to have made an impact. I think he might, might have got an injury and then struggled to get back in the team.
0: Yeah, I think and, so. If
1: memory serves me right on that, I do think there's a there's a talented player in there. The fact that he sent on loan to the Championship tells you something about how yeah. how much the rated. Uh, I think he was doing big numbers for the under 23s while he was there. So he's obviously a level above that. He, you know, it's time for him to play senior football, maybe another you know, championship load. And I, I don't know. I just don't see the pathway there in terms of the formation plan at the minute for him to get in the Villa team regularly anyway.
0: Louis Barry is also one that probably gets forgotten about from time to time. He c- c- comes through uh, Albion, Barcelona, joins Villa at 16 or 17, I think. 16. Uh, scored I think. 16, was it? Yeah. Scores in that that game against Liverpool, want to be really excited about, and then went to Ipswich. Did he go to Ipswich? And yeah, didn't didn't go great there. I'm glad you've got a memory and I haven't. You got six
1: goals in there during mm. the, the likes of Swindon, because obviously the sent him to Swindon because that's where Kessler was before. Yeah, Kessler went to MK Dons in the January, and uh, Barry went to Swindon because Villa trusted them basically to to handle Barry in the right way and give him chances. Mm. Um, I know there's been reports about uh, Barry here and there. Uh, I think it, that was in League Two, wasn't it, Swindon? So maybe a League One loan with assurances over game time, more so than he had with Ipswich to, to help with his confidence. But I, th- I, I think it's another loan spell, isn't it?
0: Yeah, he's still so young as well. Mm. we talk about these players. Like, like, they've got no future at Villa at like 18 years old. Like, they're still, you no. Know... You kind of think of like Douglas Louise, he's still got loads of time to regress. He's 23, like someone yeah. like Louis Barry being 18, he, he's uh five years away from Douglas Louise's level before anything else. So, uh, did you see me trying to work way. out that math? Then? Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it? Couldn't even get that quickly. Um, William Davis Barry, i have done There's two left Wesley, oh, Keenan yeah. Davis. Um, again, two that you would expect not to have a future at Aston Villa from this summer onwards, I would, I would assume. Mm. Um, Wesley is a little bit more difficult from a technical point of view with the, the length of his contract, the injury obviously that he had, um, going out on loan several times, will we'll probably never play for Aston Villa again, which is in some ways a shame, but we have also moved on since we signed him in terms of quality yeah. of, of player as well. Villa have just got promoted and trying to stay in the league. Basically, we now want to get into Europe. So, you know, you wouldn't sign Wesley now. Put it that way. You just want him to have a good
1: season, don't you? You want to, you want to forget about him for a while. Not that we've we all remembered him, but you, you want to forget <laughs> about him for a while and see that he's got like ten goals by January for some team. I'm not saying we're going to get a fee from straight away. Just. You just want to see him kind of recapture some kind of form, don't you? It's it's mm. really sad the way it's played out. But it's obviously not his fault, but I, yeah, like you say, he's not going to play for Villa again. It's just the best we can manage him really from there, running.
0: Yeah, I'd uh, be surprised if we even got 10% of our investment back on that £22 yeah. million that we paid for him, to be honest. Never mind anything yeah. more. Uh, but yeah, a shame in some ways, but you know, we've all kind of moved on. Uh, he shares a birthday with me, by the way. He's one year young- he's One year younger than me. Oh, that's annoying. I mean, he, he looks big, big guy. To so be fair, he looks older. Um, yeah. yeah same birthday. Uh, and the other one, Keenan Davis, mm-hmm. it all signs point to Nottingham Forest on a permanent deal you would suspect, although they are after a, another strike, I think, I, I can't remember his name, 15, 16, 17 mil. So you kind of wonder whether that's instead of Keenan Davis. Um, all kind of reports here is that Villa are open to sell. I think Forest wants him, but it's just a case of agreeing a fee that's reasonable to was a stage where if we'd have got two or three million for Davis, you'd have gone, yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah. But now he's got promoted and played well, and we're all thinking, oh, seven, eight, ten, fifteen 15 mil. Um, yeah. And if Villa aren't too silly on asking for a big fee, you would expect Keenan Davis. So, I mean, if it's not Forrest, he should have done enough with Forrest that someone else comes in and thinks he's worth six, seven, eight million.
1: I mean, I, I, I'm not all about sentimentality and all that kind of thing, but I, I, I don't want to see Villa price him out of a, a decent move either. Mm. Yeah. I mean asking for fifteen million for Keenan Davies, if Forrest Williams paid, that's one thing. But yeah. I don't think another another team with no connection to him is gonna pay that kind of money. And I, I do want him to kind of get his chance even if he is in the championship or lower end of the Premier League to kinda of prove that he, he can be that number nine. Because if he comes if we don't sell him, he's just gonna have the same role he's always had at Villa, which he's coming off the bench to be a bit of a difference with two minutes to go. You mm-hmm. know, so hopefully he can get some kind of move and we get a decent fee for him.
0: Done. Um, every Aston Villa player assessed that's listed on the first team section of the Aston Villa website, put that in little quote marks at the end. Uh, 35, 36 players done and assessed. I think we've pretty much d- done a decent job there. I don't know what our start eleven would be <laughs> based off the, the uh, decisions we've just made. Let's um, not think about it too much. <laughs> a lot of these players that we talked about won't be here either and it'll probably be mm. the ones that we expect. Um, so yeah, it's probably worth having another look at the start of the season of, of where... You know what we th- think of the squad then, rather than in June, yeah. and it'll probably be quite interesting to look back on this video in a year's time and see if the players mm-hmm. are still on the same kind of pathways that we that we hope they are. and If you've been watching this on YouTube, then leave a like, go down to the comment section, and, and share your opinions as well. If you're only listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, um, leave us a review, a five star rating, all those kind of things really do help. Thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you all soon.